Welcome to the MSRB podcast. The Municipal Securities Rulemaking Board podcasts are designed to enhance understanding of the municipal securities market. On today's show, we are exploring yield curves in the municipal securities market. I'm Rita McLaughlin, the MSRB's Chief Education Officer, and joining me for this conversation is John Bagley, the MSRB's Chief Market Structure Officer. Welcome, John. Thank you, Rita. So let's start our conversation this afternoon to talk about municipal yield curves generally. What is a yield curve? So a yield curve is a graph that basically shows the relationship between yields and maturities, or years to maturity. And normally they run from anywhere from about three months out to 30 years. So who uses a yield curve? What's their purpose? Almost all professional investors and professionals in the industry use yield curves. It gives them an idea where the general interest rate levels are, and just as importantly, where they have been and where they've come. So are you in a declining interest rate environment? Are you in a rising interest rate environment? But also issuers, municipal advisors use them to advise their clients, and individual investors use them as well. So in a new issue market, how is a yield curve used? And can you contrast that to in the secondary market, how are yield curves used? Sure. I think for both the new issue and secondary market, one of the key things is, especially in the municipal market where bonds trade so infrequently, it could be very difficult to try to compare where your bond as an issuer traded six months ago versus now because general interest rates could change. So seeing where interest rates have changed, whether they've gone up or down, can help you to see with any projected pricing the client has or in the secondary market for any bids or offers that people receive. Because to try to remember where the market was six months ago, a year ago, could be very difficult for any professional. So they really do help to bring things where they were then and where they are now. What would you say a market participant needs to understand about a yield curve and how to use a yield curve? What do you say are like the three critical things somebody needs to know? Sure. So not all yield curves are created equal. And what I mean by that is not better or worse, but they all have select criteria that they will use. And not all yield curves are meant to be used for all trades. So for instance, there are AAA yield curves that represent PAR bonds. And then there are 5% yield curves that may be for all investment grade bonds. So a key thing to remember is when you're looking at your yield curve, know which bonds might be included in that yield curve. And different type structured bonds could move differently. So you want to look at same kind of coupons, same kind of rating as is in the yield curve. Sometimes there is sort of a confusion between a yield curve, a benchmark, an index. Are they the same thing, or what is the difference between those three? I will say the differences between a yield curve and an index, we talked about what a yield curve is. An index is really best thought of to be sort of a collection of securities. And there'll be securities with some commonality, and they'll measure the performance of those securities over a period of time. So, for instance, the index might measure AA or better 10-year municipal bonds. So it's giving you a real snapshot of that structure right there. Remember, a yield curve starts from basically three months and rolls out 30 years. So they measure different things. But I think the best way to think of an index is a collection of securities. And then a benchmark could be an index or a yield curve. It really is just any benchmark or yield curve that has gained wide adoption in the marketplace that's widely used. So do benchmarks and yield curves actually have different methodologies? Can you talk about the methodology process? Sure. So I mentioned a little about that. Certainly, yield curves will try to pick what kind of bond they're going to have. Par, like I said before, maybe a 5% coupon, which is very common in munis. 
and certainly some kind of credit level. Is it investment grade? Is it double A or better? Is it a triple A curve? And then the other thing that methodology is, and every yield curve has a different methodology with their algorithms, and that will be, do they count some trades more than others? Meaning, would a trade on 10 million bonds count more in the methodology than a trade on 100 bonds or a trade on 10 bonds? And those are things that are unique to all of the yield curves, but it really is sort of the intellectual property of the firm that's creating the yield curve. And there's not a right or wrong answer. It's just where their research has brought them and where they think the curve needs to be. Municipal yields often don't track to treasury yields as closely as other fixed income products. Why is that? Well, one, you got the tax exempt factor in municipals, which obviously is a factor. But I will say, if you look at municipals and treasuries over a long period of time, they track very well. Where they don't track well is normally during a period of interruption in the marketplace where there might be a flight to quality. So maybe the equity market's going through a very difficult time, and that causes people to go to treasuries, which is generally considered to safe an investment to make. So you could have the treasury market really rally and yields come down, and people are moving away from other asset classes, so municipals could move in the opposite direction. So over a long period of time, they normally track very well, but because of the unique presence of treasuries being sort of the safest sector to go into during periods of dislocation, they can dramatically change. The other thing that happens is obviously changes in the tax law can affect how municipals trade relative to treasuries, meaning if you're going to bring down tax rates overall, municipals will most likely cheapen up to their taxable equivalents, not because of a change in credit quality, just because the tax exemption is not worth as much to investors. So, John, what are some of the challenges about building yield curves? I mean, particularly, you talked about there are lots of different yield curves. Not all of them are created equal. What are some of the challenges in creating them? Well, especially in the municipal market, the real challenge is that there's just not nearly as many trades on a daily basis as there are. So, to build a treasury yield curve, which is the volume of trades that happen, it really lends itself very well to a curve, and almost every curve is going to look very much the same, whoever is building it. With municipals, because they trade so infrequently, sometimes it's just a lack of data. So if you've got a AAA-rated curve that you're trying to build for 30 separate years, you may not have a lot of trades in AAA paper in five years or seven years or nine years or 21 years or double A even. So you have to sort of interpolate and you have to have an algorithm to take care of that. And you have to be careful that if there's not a lot of data points, they don't unduly influence the trade because you don't want to have one or two or five trades really have a huge influence. So I think it's just a lack of trading volume overall that makes it a more difficult challenge. So you have to come up with either comparable securities or if you have a triple A curve, will you also look at double A and make some adjustment? And those are things that are in people's algorithms that help them to build a curve day in and day out. So over the last couple of years, the MSRB actually has added yield curves on EMMA. Why has the MSRB done that? Well, if you look back for EMMA and you go back maybe three or four years ago, EMMA was very QSIP specific and issuer specific. So if you had a QSIP number or you had an issuer or you went in by state, you could find exactly what you were looking for. And then you could look at trade data or disclosure data or anything else you might be looking for. And what we've been looking to do over the course of the last few years is to try to put in market-wide data to give people a better picture of what's going on. So yield curves certainly fit that. They're used widely in the marketplace. People are interested to see how they're moving, where they're going. We also added things like the new issue calendar so people can see what potential new issues are coming to market. I think it's really just trying to get as much information on M as possible for issuers, investors, and all market participants, really, to make as an informed decision as possible.
And so an investor or someone coming to Emma, what are some of the insights that they can gain from the market in looking at the yield curves on Emma? I think right now the most important thing is just trying to see, is there a general direction in moving interest rates? So if you had a period of time where rates were rising up and you looked back over the last nine months, 12 months, and you saw that, you want to take that into consideration. How likely is that to continue? And that might affect the type of bonds you buy. Are you going to buy shorter on the curve? Or if you think rates are starting to come down, do you want to buy longer and try to lock in yield for a period of time? So I think a general look at the direction of interest rates is important. Also, the volatility. Has it just been not very large movements or is there spikes? Increased volatility is generally a sign of some increased risk in terms of market risk. Not in terms of credit risk, but in terms of market risk. So I think that those are, you know, valuable functions for that that can help people make a decision. And as I said, if you have a bond that you're being offered today and it traded six months ago, it can help you to see, well, rates were much higher or lower. So how do I move that back to where it is right now? Because you may get offered bond at a higher interest rate than it was six months ago when it traded, but rates could be substantially higher. So that means, you know, maybe it's not as good a deal as you thought it was. I just think it helps them to basically look back and see where bonds are traded and bring everything to today's point. So if you could offer a market participant or someone that's listening to this podcast a few nuggets about what they should really take away in, in terms of understanding yield curves, well, give me a nugget or two. Well, like I said before, all yield curves are not being equal, meaning you really want to make sure that if you're looking at a bond and you're trying to compare it to a yield curve, that bond's characteristics fit into the yield curve. And again, the characteristics that are most important normally are the bond's ratings as well as the coupon versus the price. So I think you just have to understand what the characteristics are to the yield curve, and that means which bonds would fit into it. Well, John, thank you so much today for our conversation and providing some insights on the value of yield curves for market participants and yield curves available on Emma. And with that, thank you all for listening to today's podcast and our conversation on yield curves. Thank you for joining us and please stay tuned to our upcoming new series of podcasts. If you have any comments, feedback, or suggestions for future podcast topics, please email us at msrbevents at msrb.org. The information provided in this MSRB podcast is intended for educational purposes only and provides a general overview of the subject matter. The content of the podcast is not intended to provide and does not constitute legal, investment, tax, business, or other advice, and is not an MSRB rule or an amendment to or interpretation of any MSRB rule. Compliance with conduct recommended in the podcast does not mean that a firm or an individual has complied fully with obligations under the MSRB rules, other self-regulatory rules, or laws, or regulations. The MSRB podcasts are the sole property of the MSRB. You may access and download the MSRB podcast only for your educational, non-commercial use. You may not reproduce them in whole or in part in any form or reference them in any publication without the MSRB's prior written consent. Copyright 2019, the Municipal Securities Rulemaking Board, all rights reserved. And thank you for listening to MSRB Podcasts.